there. Welcome to Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Church Blissett. On today's show, we have Kevin Harris with Radical Mentoring. And uh, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff. So um, me personally, I get asked to mentor. And uh, beforehand, I was telling Kevin, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about that, that um, how that role plays out and um, what, like, what's the next steps. And as a mentee or a protege, because a mentee, we, we discussed beforehand, is not in the Webster Dictionary, but <laughs> a mentee, there's, a, there's an actual role for you to play as well um, as you're being mentored. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that relationship and how to grow that relationship or develop that relationship if you're interested in developing that relationship. Uh, me particularly, I like um, chocolate chip cookies, so maybe a slight bribery, but uh, anyway. I'm a snickerdoodle guy myself, Tersh. There you go. There you go. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Oh, did I, I jumped in. I interrupted your, uh, your <laughs> no. greeting. Sorry about that. You were talking about cookies and I just felt like I had to chime in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think snickerdoodle is underrated as a cookie. Just it really is, it, and it's one of those things where it's like you pick it up and you're like, "What is this?" And but but me, so I will tell you that oatmeal raisin cookies is the reason why I have trust issues because I'm reaching really? there thinking I'm getting a chocolate chip cookie and then I bite into a raisin, and that's just not. Yeah, cool. you need a you need a mentor. <laughs> that's Definitely. like me thinking I'm gonna pick up a glass of sweet tea and it's sure. a it's a coke and or just muddy water or something. <laughs> no, I am. That, what are we doing here? We do have what are we doing here? water. <laughs> so welcome to the show, Kevin. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and and what you have going on and everything. Yeah, Tersh, thanks for having me. Sorry for the uh, awkward intro with cookies and other things, but. Um, so my role is uh, president of an organization called Radical Mentoring. Um, and what we really are, our heart, and, and first of all, congratulations. If you're being asked to mentor somebody, that means somebody's looking at where you are in your life and realizing that there's, there's more to you than the name on your business card or on your website. And, and they want to connect themselves to you primarily because you're further ahead from them and you've done something that is making them attracted to being in your, in your presence to learn from you. So, um, the, um, perception, I can definitely say that it can be a little bit off kilter versus reality in certain situations. Hey, that's okay. <laughs> what, whatever it takes. Well, it, maybe it, it Further along in the in the conversation, I'd like to maybe talk about um, how you would you kind of um, figure out if they're a good fit. You know, as far as right. what is it really? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, you're good. We can just interrupt each other while we're doing this, which is perfect because I'd rather have a live conversation and let it take whatever angles it needs to go. But go. so our organization, you know, I met our founder. Um, back in rewind the tape for me back in 2002. And so I was looking for a mentor. I was newly married, new in a business career. Um, and the way I was introduced to my mentor is I got an email from him that said, write your obituary and send it to me. Okay. Which is big and bold, right? I mean, it's not, you know, it's, 
you kind of you're taken back a little bit by it. But what 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 he was doing, he was forcing me to look at the look at the end, kind of the old Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind, and think about values and vision for my own life, and what I want my wife to say about me, and my kids to say about me, and my coworkers or my neighbors to say about me, and start to rewind the tape backwards so that you can then begin to go. If that's what I want in the end, how am I going to get there? How am I going to invest as a husband and as a dad and as a leader and as a friend? How am I going to invest in those relationships to make that happen? And I think that was a really powerful moment for me because in in this particular case, he wasn't, I wasn't going, he is the mentor, was a busy guy, was a business guy. Um, and like a lot of guys, probably like yourself, if one guy's asking you, you may be being asked by 10 guys to mentor you. Right. And so you have a choice. Like you said, I can either wear myself out at every Waffle House and Starbucks all around Savannah trying to meet these guys one-on-one. Mm-hmm. What this guy decided to do, our founder, Reggie Campbell, um, he decided that he was going to just intentionally invite a group of these potential mentees into his home and just spend a really highly intentional year with these guys. Not, let me rephrase that. Didn't mean we lived in his basement, by the way. (laughs) We showed up at his house once a month for three hours and we just began to really just learn from him because his greatest challenge was if I'm meeting all these guys one-on-one, I'm not making a big impact. You know, guys are coming to me with some work problem or a marriage problem which is really not the big issue these guys are facing. And I'm just wearing myself out and not maximizing my time and my potential. And so if I can get these guys to commit to a process, we can talk about kind of the, what we traditionally see, see in the mentor-mentee relationship, get them to commit to a process, commit to these meetings, schedule them in advance so that these guys will be attentive and be at everything then I know I've got the right quality of guy that wants, that really is interested in being mentored. And so our model is, uh, is one that really focuses on leveraging a leader's time and talent so that they can be in a group mentoring environment, which is a little bit different maybe than what we were even, you expected us to be talking about. No, I, I get it completely because your background is, um, so you do a lot with churches, correct? In yes, we do. Yeah, small group since uh, situation. So we're part of uh, a um, young married couples small group, and I think we'll probably be transitioning here soon from the young to middle aged. But uh, terrible. Good luck. <laughs> the, it, and and you got it, the hair for it. I know, right? <laughs> I've had this hair since about eighteen. So uh, it's it is um, it's one of those things where like if you have a good small group, it's really, really good. But if you have a bad small group, it's like, okay, one or two visits and we're out, you know, peace out. Right. Um, so how, I guess going into that, like what's, how do we, is, are you thinking, are you, so what are you saying that even in the business realm, uh, it is possible and very beneficial to do a small group setting as far as a small uh, uh, business mentorship? Great question. So I think the greatest challenge that I think you might have in the business world would be, um, are you getting people from the same industry who might be competing with each other? Good point. That would be probably the hardest part. 
But I do think you know, we do some work with a group in Atlanta called high, the High Tech Ministries Group, which is a bunch of highly driven entrepreneurial guys who go into these mentoring groups. And they, you know, you've got you've to be careful, obviously, around, you know, you're not going to share your trade secrets with three of your top competitors. Right. But if you get like-minded guys and you set some parameters around those kind of environments and you kind of, you know, whether it's, I'm just going to intentionally get guys from different backgrounds to join this group. I think it could work. Or if you have guys who are in similar ages and stages and positions in similar industries, you could do that, but you'd really have to set some hard ground rules around, you know, however it needs to be set up so that guys know the key thing is you want guys to know they're going into a safe space. Exactly. So would you, and that's, that's the hard part. Is there an ability to do this more remote or is this something that you think that needs to be physically in person? You know, we're learning a lot right now about how to do a lot of things remotely. So, you know, in, in a, all things normal world, we would want, I would invite the, the four, uh, excuse me, the six guys I'm mentoring this year. I want them in my house. We're on my back porch where I'm creating kind of a comfortable space where the environment helps, you know, these guys feel like it's safe, feel yeah. comfortable right now, obviously in, in the world we're in, um, rather than meet once a month for three hours face to face, I'm doing, twice a month for about an hour and a half. As you know, you get three hours on one of these Zoom meetings or whatever is exhausting. Oh yeah. So we're in, I'm increasing the frequency because I'm not getting the same level of proximity to these guys as I usually would. But in an ideal world, you want to go face to face, but it, it can be done remotely as needed. Gotcha. Gotcha. So I, I, I have a, um, he's a mentor to is, um, they are, life coaches in general for yeah. my, my wife and I, and he does a mentor group, a small group of business owners, and they're not the same industry. Um, and he was a pastor at, at a local church here um, many years ago, but that's, that's kind of like where his small group type mentality came from. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, really, really great couple that uh, uh, John and Joanne, um, John and Joe, they, they're really good, good people. And that's how he's like, he's just, Everybody, I'm 99% sure that everybody in his small group is of different um, industries, uh, but they, they meet in a very similar fashion. Um, what would you say to, like, like, how do you get the ball rolling in a scenario like that? Like, do you have to wait until like 10 people come to you and say, hey, I'm interested yeah. in this? Or, and the people that I talk to and converse with, because they, they'll listen to this podcast and they'll be all over the country um, versus maybe a local local guys. Girls. Yeah. So what I would say, and you, maybe in your scenario, you might have to navigate more of a kind of an, an online kind of an environment. Guys that are that are that mentor pro- profile, like a John and a Joe, those guys walk around with their heads up. Mm-hmm. They're aware of the people that want their time. They are looking for people that they think they could benefit. Like in the case of my mentor, he knew that his story in life got a little bit off the rails when he hit that late thirties, forties time frame, um, where the career became more important than the family. And yeah. so he really wanted guys that were in that about to enter that phase of life. Cause he knew he had value. He could add, I bet my guess is John and Joe, when they're identifying people they're they are looking for 
couples, entrepreneurial type couples that they just sort of, they've seen the challenges these guys face and they just want to get a hold of them. Yeah. And so, you know, in an environment where you are kind of that mentor type of a profile, you're going to have a list of guys who would probably say, Hey, Tersh is my mentor. You may never know that, but they would consider you that. And so what we always say is you want to go out to that group of 10 and you want to say, Hey, I'm, I want to create an environment where I can mentor a group of you. Here's what I want you to know up front. This is high commitment. I'm giving you my time. We're going to journey through some stuff together. We're going to do homework assignments. And if you can't be fully committed to this, please don't be a part of it. And then you can do something really simple. Like I want you to write your obituary and send it back to me Yeah, and help these guys and girls feel the weight of what you're asking of them. Cause you really want them to self select out of it. Right. Right. So right. that they kind of go Tersh is serious. He's not, he didn't want to waste his time. He didn't want to waste my time. And he's asking something from me up front. So you go to that group of 10 and we would say an ideal group size is a mentor and somewhere between four and eight mentees. So you're creating, you want to keep the group small enough that you can have that intimate dialogue. And then what we've tried to do is help you, you know, you can find all of our resources um, on our website, which is radicalmentoring.com. Um, what we've tried to do is say, Hey, here is the track by which you can have your first meeting. We, we want, we recommend guys, guys and girls having a chance to share their stories with each other. That can be from a faith perspective or not. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have sort of a process that says, here's what you can do over these next nine. We, we have kind of a nine or 12 month model for mentoring that we, that we sort of prescribe to. And we just lay out all those gory details for you on that, um, on that website. But you know, the first meeting you get these guys together and you have a chance to share your story with them. You get a chance to pull out your calendars and, and look at these dates and get everything logistically laid out for the year. And then you begin to kind of just start into that rhythm of a sort of what each, what each meeting looks like. So, um, Okay, so how how frequent is the best time to have that? Because you said that you you normally do it a month, but then you go into twice for how yeah. Like so yeah, I, I mean I think that the the power of that monthly meeting for three hours, which is what our founder landed on twenty years ago when he started doing this, was really it's really hard to get busy entrepreneurial folks to commit to a weekly meeting. But if I can get them to identify dates in advance, I can get them to put them on their calendars and hold once a month for three hours and then give them some work to do in between. That was the most he felt like he could commit to. And it seemed to work really well for that profile of guys. So our group met Monday nights. That was just sort of, he knew that busy guys would have a tendency to probably fly out Mondays in Atlanta, you can get to anywhere you, well, you, you, when you go back to the airport, you can go anywhere you want to. Um, and so guys could schedule Tuesday early AM flights and go places or really late at night on Mondays if they really needed to get out. Mm -hmm. So it was really, I think that face to face three hours is the, is the right rhythm. I so, think that, go ahead. 
Well, I, I kind of turning turning the the focus a little bit. Um, like I've told people, like, look, my schedule is just too slammed right now. Like, like I, I have too much going on, and I wouldn't be able to commit fully to you as a as a, a good person to even answer questions for on a consistent basis. And so then they're like, well, I'll even pay you for your time. And to me, I'm like, that sounds like more like a coach. And yeah. So okay, that's your take on that as well. I, no doubt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I. I just, you've got to, the, the power also is it's really mentor driven first. Okay. So you may just, you know, you're going to look at your calendar and say, Hey guys, here are the dates I've got next month that I think could work for me. Do they work for you? So it really centers around your availability. The other power of the group is it's really not about the, it's a little mentor heavy at the beginning. But when you get these guys to share stories and kind of they begin to understand the similar experiences they've had or the similar struggles they're dealing with as business owners and entrepreneurs, all of a sudden you got the chance to say, I don't know, what do you guys think? And then that dialogue starts to happen between the guys in the group. And so it, it even allows the mentor to take a slight step back a little bit. And then you've got the choice, you know, we would say, at a minimum, you want to get together with these guys one-on-one -on -one really early in that mentoring process. And then you kind of say to these guys, hey, you know, I'm here as you need me, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to chase you down and, and force us to have these conversations. You've got me once a month for three hours and you've got me in between. If it's a phone call, if it's face-to-face, -face, whatever you need, I'm there. And then it puts the ownership back on the mentees to be the ones that are, are reaching out to you. But I think if, generally if somebody says, hey, I'll, I'm even willing to pay you for it. Mm -hmm. That to me feels like there's 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 that contractual kind of coaching type of a deal in there that yeah may not be the right fit right exactly so how often or do you ever find that uh, a mentor uh, kind of comes into this or, or the feeling of like an imposter syndrome? Tell me more about that. So like why why he's asking I, the questions now Tersh. <laughs> right so why should i be uh helping you or mentoring you or coaching you along on this process um when i'm not sure 100 percent that i've figured that process out myself yeah i mean the pre-qualifications for a mentor is going to be quite simply it's their story and their experience that and that doesn't mean that you know, in some cases, somebody will bring something that is a little bit outside of your, your view. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what we typically say is mentors aren't adopting these, these guys and girls as their own kids. They're, they're really not signing up for a consulting gig or a, like you said, a coaching gig. But what they might be able to do is look into their resources and say, hey, you know what, I don't have that expertise, but let me connect you with Kevin, who is really good at that particular thing. And I know I've got relational capital into my network that I'm going to leverage because I know you're committed and I know you're the kind of guy that I can say, Hey, meet so-and-so. I think that's the right thing. And so that whole idea of saying, Hey, I don't know, mm -hmm. or that's, that's a really great question. Or let me find the right person for you because you've got that in the highly invested relationship, you as the mentor will be willing to open up your network to, to guys who've got those specific things. Yeah. Okay. And so as a mentee, if your mentor is, does do something like that, what's something that is like a mandatory, like we must do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So, so what we would do, you know, what we would say is guys are reading books in between these meetings. 
they're doing some some practical homework assignments. Um, in our case, ours has got a little bit of a faith bend to it, so it's going to be some memorizing some scripture. But but I think the framework of what we do, of you know, reading a book and doing some assignments, can be sort of laid out. And then they're gonna then we're gonna get them together with another guy in the group, another person in that group. I say guy just had a bad habit. They're going to go one-on-one with somebody else in that group in between those meetings. And so you're kind of giving them some guidelines in terms of, you know, Hey, here's what we're going to talk about. Then when they come back in, you say, I want you to, after you've read the book, write up on one page, what the practical application is of that book. You don't want to give them these great theory books that are (laughs) really heady, but you want them to give them things that cause them to rethink what they're doing in their businesses or in their lives and in their marriages. And then you say, come back with a one page summary of what you, what you learned. Mm-hmm. And then we're all going to talk about it. So you hear what I got out of it, which is oftentimes very different than what you might've gotten out of it. Some yeah. of the homework assignments might be around things like how much time are you on your cell phone, budgeting, some of those other things that are really yeah. practical. Yeah. So how, uh, so is everybody reading the same book whenever you're going out each month? Yes. Yeah. You really kind of, you know, really kind of creating a topic. Okay. Um, you know, and so, and so for, for your audience, they may go to our website and they may feel like it's, it's, it's more faith-based, but I do. And and so while not everybody is going to be in that, you know, that, that world, I do think the framework of what we do is really adaptable. And so it may take a little work to get there. And I'm a, I'm always a resource as well. So once folks jump into our, kind of network I'm able to work with them and journey through them. And it may take a little, you know, you have to massage it a little bit for their, their specific areas. But yeah, what it really wants to do is just help the mentor with the process. Yeah. And that's oftentimes that's a gap because like you're, you're already busy as a, as the mentor. And so if you have to figure out all these other things, then it's going to be just more work for you to do on top of your regular day job or whatever you're, you got it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a perfect solution for that. Um, so like in your, in your meeting that like each person is like round Robin discussing, mm-hmm. like reading out basically their one page. Of, yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like- so what we also give conversation guides so that, you know, that way you know, everybody gets together and there's a period of regroup, you know, whether that is share the highs and lows of your business of your, or of your personal life over the last 30 days. So you kind of just recreate that entry point, the reminder that we're going to be open and honest with each other. It gives you as the mentor a chance to kind of go, all right, I can, I feel like Tersh is drifting a little bit. So I want to listen to things he's saying and then figure out how to get him reengaged. And then you go through the books and you, it, it is really like a, what's the practical application of that? Yeah. By the time you go through a handful of guys, you're going to start to hear the same things and then you kind of revisit the homework assignments. And, and it's amazing. Most people think meeting once a month for three hours causes two responses. One is, how to get anything done only meeting once a month. Don't you have to meet more frequently? Mm -hmm. And the second one is what in the world do in our case, oftentimes as guys talk about for three hours, especially right now where there are no sports on. (laughs) I mean, you got the weather and you got sports and then what do you got another two hours and 45 minutes to fill? And it's amazing when the right environments created, these guys will lean into that because they know everybody's equally invested and the mentor is equally invested. And I think that's the key is there's an equal investment of the people in that group. So do you ever see um, any of the small groups um, creating a, like a daily journal, like, uh, and then reviewing that? 
type stuff. Okay. No doubt. Yeah. What we do is we say, here's the base framework, but we have like my guys, I'll do things like write a gratitude journal out and just so they're able to sort of reflect at the end of a day and go, you know, here's a couple things. I'm, it was a crappy day, but you can always find two or three things you're grateful for in the context of your business and in your life. Um, some guys will do, you know, you know, there's other journals where that's just highs and lows and tracking those things. But yeah, you want to, some of it's just helping these guys create some, some rhythm in their lives that, you know, allow, like you, you have guys spend a month reviewing what they do on their cell phones. Yeah. And then you come back in and you get to all talk about it. And you as the mentor also get to say, Hey, here's what I learned about myself. Right. Yeah. All of a sudden guys begin to see, you know, if my schedule and my wallet reflect my priorities and I'm looking at my phone nine hours a day and seven of them are on UGA football recruiting, <laughs> all of a sudden it's like you can't hide from that fact. And then you got to walk into a meeting and, and have a conversation about it with a bunch of other guys. Right. You know, it, it, it's just a, you can't hide from that. And you want to give them some of those practical still, skills to just help. Yeah. And it's not to get anybody in trouble. It's just oh, right, to sort yeah. of give them the, the knowledge of nobody's ever asked me to do this before. And now I have. Right. And it's a self accountability too. So it's right. a internal accountability program. And, and that's the biggest thing is uh, once you, you have developed the fact that you can hold yourself accountable and then the other people in the group, of course, can hold you accountable too. And, and y'all can, uh, yeah, I've heard of people even having like challenges and like, if you didn't yeah. have this top target or goal for the next month, we're going to hold you to whatever leverage you might have. Right. No up. doubt. And so, no doubt. Yeah. I like that. So where is it that we can learn more again? Yeah. So you can learn more about us on at the website, radicalmentoring.com. And when you get there, there's a way to create a free account. Um, we do give all of our resources away for free, um, which as a business guy is a terrible idea. Um, <laughs> as a ministry, it's a really freeing thing to allow us to do that. Yeah. But so folks can go there, create a free account. We're never going to ask for a, a you know, $39.95 a month to access resources. And what you'll just see, again, is that framework in that process. And we've tried to do everything from, kind of beginning to end to help guys think about all the steps that might be involved and it'll feel more um, it'll feel a little more kind of I don't want to say it's it'll have a church feel to it because that's really that's the main focus but we've done some work with a great organization Coke Consolidated which is a bottling company out of Charlotte mm -hmm. um, they've taken our mentoring model and put it into the business context as well so we're starting to see it solve problems for busy leaders in the faith realm, but also well beyond that. Yeah, that's really cool. That's, that is awesome. Uh, I'll definitely go check that out for sure. Um, so anything else, any closing remarks or words you'd like to, to share? I would like to just let you know that the oatmeal raisin cookie <laughs> is actually really good. <laughs> it is. And good. it says on the packet, it says oatmeal raisin. It doesn't say, <laughs> if it says oatmeal chocolate chip, then you know that you're getting chocolate chips. <laughs> So I think it's really an issue that you've got, Turf, that nobody yeah, else. Internal conflict that I have going yeah, on. There. That's right. Yes, no, right. but I would just say, you know, if you're a guy or a girl who's being asked to mentor others, that is a powerful um, endorsement of who you are, both as a business leader and as a, as a person. Mm -hmm. And so 
don't lose sight of the fact that you know you might be really busy and you may not have necessarily the time to to do it and commit to it but just by being asked it means you are a person that's adding value and is seen as somebody who's adding value in your industry in your community in your families you know all across the board and so if we can help um, create some contacts and, and create some capacity for leaders um, we i'd love to step in and um, you'll find me on that website as well step in and help help think about what that might look like absolutely kevin thank you so much for everything and all of your your advice and definitely a different twist to what kind of i was thinking we would go on but it's very 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 good it's good stuff and good topic i appreciate everything well glad to do it thanks for having me yes sir and if anybody has any questions don't forget to go to the website radicalmentoring.com and i will put a link in the show notes uh if you have any other questions about anything else feel free to reach out to me uh let's connect on social media if we're not already connected and um as always have a wonderful week and uh, stay cool out there and thank you again true (laughs) and thank you again for listening to the service business mastery podcast the podcast focused on service business owners managers and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves uh kevin i don't know how much how hot it is at your place but it was like 108 here it's miserable yeah and like humidity And you say so you're in the HVAC business is kind uh, of yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. And so you been are wide open. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, but- That'll be good. <laughs> yeah.